1: What is up hotties i'm bladen kirk joined as always by my two favorite co-hosts of all time matthew sponauer and theo ash and welcome back to another episode of stay hot presented by our good friends over at little caesar's pizza we're stay hot they're staying ready with some hot and ready pizza for you all nfl season long we're here to talk about a little bit of nfl storylines going on we got to discuss the eagles at least a little bit um they're on a bit of a downward stretch recently i think we also want to talk a little bit about atlanta i think that's the other team we kind of want to discuss right now and maybe the, maybe even the, the team movement.
2: that played them maybe even them <laughs>
1: maybe the panthers get panthers got a win i don't know we we like to spend this wednesday episode talking about some of the games that we don't usually get to during our sunday recap and then, um, of course, we'll do our NBA Game Changer of the Week. But before we get into that, and we'll do the stay out locks. but before we get into all that, Matt, Theo, how are you guys doing?
3: I'm doing well. I'm recording here at the airport in a quiet corner. So, of course, now a, a baby is coming. Now, but uh, the second you say that, a baby It <laughs> was a quiet corner until Man, about uh, something. About 10 I don't seconds know ago. So, hopefully, it's all good. I'm kind of back in to... my
1: why would they be upset they get to listen to a live episode of stay High. oh my
3: god <laughs> i know don't they know you should go talk to
1: them
2: do you understand
3: the honor you've been
2: bestowed with
3: right now do
1: i'm have a
2: niche clue?
3: internet micro celebrity and i'm about to i have a lot of knowledge about like the eagles and stuff so mm-hmm. you may want to calm that baby down or maybe i can with my they're probably an eagles fan presence. that's probably
1: why they're crying
3: mm, that's probably true but there was a there was a little bit where I feel like I was recording in airports and stuff almost all the time. So this is a little bit of a callback to like,
1: this is this is very like
3: <laughs> that summer.
1: Yeah, <laughs> this is this is classic stay hot, vintage stay hot, if one will.
3: Yeah, yeah. I've, I've recorded in McDonald's, I've recorded <laughs> in airports, I've recorded I mean, in the, shitty motels. Yeah. You probably like have the most away
2: from home records of all of us. I don't know oh if yeah, I, I don't uh, know. Actually, I don't know if me or Blade. I can't remember a single time. I, I've, no, I, I think I'm the only, only person. No, 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 no. I, When I first moved apartments, I remember I, I had to do it one time. But
3: i um, yeah.
1: yeah, I've I've recorded in like hotels or like in like an Airbnb, but never
3: the public yeah. setting.
2: <laughs> never in
1: public. I I, I no.
2: you know. I, I don't think I could do it. So you're.
3: I, I,
1: and I, could, I guess I could if I had.
3: I shouldn't be doing it, but I was irresponsible, and here it's we a big are. Week, so, it's a very big week. You know what it week it is? It is a big week. Christmas. Well, bad.
2: Okay. taking second <laughs> place, too. It's Packers-Panthers week, baby. <laughs> Ooh. I'm not going to be too friendly to you this week, buddy. No, no. I might even be mean and awful.
1: I think, no. you're I think you each have to lock like your respective team
2: I am this not week. locking the Panthers. <laughs> <I'm>, <laughs> he, oh oh uh, this this guy is like biting at my heels to win the stay hot locks. Yeah, I think you gotta lock the Panthers this week, man. I mean come on.
3: I okay. could use the the bonus to make up some ground. <laughs> but anyway
1: You could anyway of- do we do we wanna start off with talking about the Eagles, you know they're coming off a loss to the Seattle Seahawks. We were watching the first half of that game, and you know, coming out of the first half, I think we were still convinced the Eagles were probably going to pull it out. And then they now, did to not. be fair, if JSN doesn't catch, make that miraculous catch to win the game, you got to expect not. that
2: at OSU receivers. Right. I'm afraid <laughs> he's like I he's guess, he's man. nice. He had a rough start to the season, but there's just, just nice. no way that that a guy is is. With with such a high football IQ and, and such a, a nice you know route tree is, is not going to be successful like like him. Right? He's 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 going to figure it out. It's going to end up
1: being a good pick. Yeah.
2: You know, we so, said at the so, time the Seahawks nailed the first round <laughs> last year.
1: They yeah. did. They did. They did. So there there is the context of like game went like literally last second game winning catch, and then there's also the context of. I guess it wasn't last second. The Eagles did have a chance. Um, and then there's the context of like Jalen Hurts was sick, but it's still worth discussing. You know, I do feel a little well, bad. This for isn't Hurts, the only Super one that they
3: have dropped.
1: Right, right. This is the you third know, you, one. They're, in they're coming road. off yeah, a It's loss, not the only one yeah, that they're they coming dropped. Off it was free. a tough game. Sick
2: in the rain. Ugh, you know, on the yeah. road is, is it's like probably, stuff
1: happened, but like it's happened
2: several it's, weeks. Clearly, although if you look at the win probability of this game, it's hilarious.
3: <laughs> they're, And the whole season, the Eagles haven't quite felt like they did last year. Even when they were winning, um, the Eagles had some issues that was written off as fake pessimism from their fans. And Eagles fans still have it pretty good, I think. Um, You know, I think a lot of the ways that we can explain the fall off compared to last year is, well, last year they had one of the easiest schedules and this year they don't. (laughs) And, right or they're going through a stretch. I guess I don't know where their schedule ranks over the course of the league, but they've they've
4: played some tougher this, games,
3: I'll say this. They before their three-game losing streak to
2: Niners, Cowboys, Seahawks, all good teams. They had a three-game winning streak against the Cowboys, Chiefs, and Bills. Right. All pretty Ray. good teams. So it's it's not yes. it's not all doom
3: and gloom. They've never beaten anybody, but yeah, they haven't looked as strong as they did last year. And I think a big reason for that is simply the rushing offense. Like we could talk about the defense later, but like, like talking about Jalen hurts side of the ball and AJ Brown. And those are the guys everybody wants to talk about and pick apart and Sirianni who's supposed to be an offensive guy. Like starting with just talking about the offense. I, I seriously think like, even though hurts and AJ Brown are in the spotlight, it's, it's the rushing game that that feels different for them. Um, and last year, I think they averaged a full half yard more per attempt overall. You know, Miles Sanders
1: was way better than any rushing threat they have this year outside of Hertz.
3: Yeah, and and Hertz was a better rusher last year. He was more dynamic. He was breaking more tackles uh, statistically last season. It was we talked about it a little bit with the Bears last week, and I think the the Eagles are kind of going through a similar thing defenses are playing them differently. Last year, they were at the top of the league in man coverage rate because I I, I just don't think the league quite respected Hurts as a passer yet. You know, he's still kind of got to prove himself in that area. He's such a good rushing threat. Everybody knows that. Um, Mm -hmm. So it was a lot of man coverage, and it was a lot of stacked boxes. And then this year, it's a lot more zone. They would be lucky to get a game where someone tried to major in man coverage against them. And last year, they were getting it all the time. So it's just tougher sledding. And I think that they're an example of something that we talk, have talked about a lot this offseason where if you didn't get better, you got worse. And they're just kind of the the same with defenses adjusting.
2: Yeah, yeah, I don't disagree. And I'll say this wasn't from lack of trying with the rushing this game. I mean, oh, my no, God, wasn't. the first the first half in particular was just zone read, zone read, zone, you know, over and over and over, <laughs> and, over and over. Um and it looked like they, they wanted to establish that as much as they could without trying to put the ball in the air. Now, granted, again, Jalen Hurts sick in the rain. A lot of that makes sense. Uh, but even, even their good drives were kind of slogs. And then when that sort of got right. you know, shut down a little bit more, it didn't feel like they had uh, you know as much to go to in the air as they should.
3: Yeah, and, and when they ran in the last game, I, I thought they did a nice job overall sticking with it and... They did go on some really long scoring drives, but they were really long. And that gives yeah. you less room for error over the course of the game because it's just, right. yep. it, you took a lot of minutes to to score a lot of points. And when they hand the ball off, it it isn't these big chunk plays. It's like they're kind of barely hanging on and they'll have a successful play and then the Seahawks will and then they will and then the Seahawks will. And they went out in the end on a couple drives, but they also had a ton of three and outs. And uh, yeah, I, I just think, they did such a good job to keep everybody around like it was no guarantee that slay or lane johnson or bradbury or kelsey was back this year and they got all those guys back and it could be a complete disaster if if they didn't but they didn't get to really bring in anybody new and they had the brain drain at both coordinator spots i was about to
1: say you know as much as we talked oh they kept all their guys they didn't keep all their guys (laughs) They yeah, lost Shane yeah. Steichen, and we see the success he's having in Indianapolis. I mean, they're definitely feeling that. And I I, I started to compile a list of, like, Jalen Hurts' past coaches, um, and it is a serious, serious high-class list. The head coaches alone is Nick Saban, Lincoln Riley, Doug Peterson, Nick Sirianni. The offensive coordinators is Lane Kiffin, Brian Dable, and Shane Steichen. When do you work with and Babel? She, oh, um, at Alabama, I guess. Yeah, it was the year yeah, yeah, he got yeah. benched in the in the national title. That's I mean, it's, I forgot it's, it's that Babel was a
3: Patriot <laughs> Sabin guy at one point.
1: Yeah, but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, so like, and that, so Steichen and Sirianni is the only duo that he had ever had in back-to-back seasons. And so we talk yeah. about like you were you you would what you needed to happen this year was you needed to have Hertz take another step yep but you almost wonder if Brian Johnson who was the quarterback coach last year now offensive coordinator if he just like wasn't the right guy to help give Hertz that because every other yeah. coach you see during this track is like okay this is a high level offensive mind we know this now looking back that was clearly an ideal situation for him to improve in and i just wonder if this is not
3: yeah and i wonder if a quarterback coach you know in charge of the entire offense like it kind of makes sense that he's not as talented as a of a running
1: play designer was a quarterback coach too wasn't he
3: yeah i guess that's true he was i guess i don't know the exact dynamics of of what they uh, made. I, I don't
1: know anything about Brian. Johnson, it's, cr- it's clear, so
3: like I- it's clear that he's not as talented as a play caller as as yeah. But at the same time, I, I feel like there's a lot of other factors at play. I mean, losing your linebacker group puts more pressure on the defense, in turn putting more pressure in, on the offense to put points on the board. Maybe you want to do that, yeah. you know, through the air a little bit more. And I, th- I think another big problem is just they have the worst running back room, like in the league. <laughs> I, I think that that never gets talked about when we talk about their, you know, why their rushing game isn't the same. It's like, it's just not good backs. <laughs> like, Swift is the best one they've got, but I like, his, Swift. I like his cutbacks, but I don't think that he's super physical. I, I think that sometimes yeah. he gets it in his head that he is and like will lower the boom and like go into truck somebody. But if, as far as that, as that being an inherent part of his game, like he doesn't run through tackles or, or stay up and finish runs hard a lot of the times and his run path is like just included too many cutbacks in, in my opinion so he's not a great back
2: well and and this and and this is a big part of the big part of the problem it's like okay we talk about you know they're not generating as many explosives as you'd like when they're running and running and running and running and, you know, a lot of their run game is, is, you know, just trying to play the numbers wherever they are uh, to an extreme extent. You know, a lot of options stuff, a lot of RPO stuff. Um, but even when Swift gets the numbers and even when he's behind a great offensive line. And even when he is, you know, a guy who is pretty aggressive trying to break off big plays, he doesn't do it with great consistency, you know, no. it's it's not that he's really not that great at, at, at breaking them. You know, in this last game, he had what, like 18 carries and maybe one double digit rush And from a guy with his play style and his position with that offense. That number should be way, way higher. Yeah. And I, yeah. I I legitimately wonder if they're going to be really, really looking at, at running
3: back this year in the offseason and, and like spending a, a premium pick on one. And I mean, you know who they have inactive, though. Who I think it's it's setting up wonderfully for like. No, Theo.
1: Who do they have inactive?
3: A, a playoff Lenny type of run, perhaps, is Rashad Penny. Playoff Rashad Penny. Penny.
1: Playoff I Penny. think you brought
3: um, him
2: up before. One I, I time. have. <laughs> I, the name seems vaguely familiar.
3: <laughs> I may have. I may have a video on this Stay Hot account calling him like
0: the best running back ever. Just go to Indeed.com slash wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: Uh. Say hello to a stressless holiday season with the help of HelloFresh. Script the grocery store and save time with easy, tasty recipes delivered right to your door. Tis the season for giving and gathering, and with HelloFresh, it can also be the season of saving. Actually save time and money this month with fresh recipes delivered cheaper than takeout, and with pre-portioned ingredients, you'll never waste any money on excess food. With HelloFresh, you get farm-fresh pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. So skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That's why it's America's number one meal kit. And that's why we love it here at Stay Hot. Listen, you know, HelloFresh makes cooking so easy. They give you all the recipes and makes it easy for me. Again, even my sister can do it. We've talked about this before. If my sister can do it, you can do it. She's turning 13, dog. You can do it, I promise. It's that easy. So make sure you go on to hellofresh.com slash stayhotfree and use the code Hot Free for free breakfast for life. One breakfast item per box while subscription is active. That's free breakfast for life at hellofresh.com/slash stay hot free with the code stay hot free. And of course, it's America's and Stay Hot's number one meal kit. But look, I, I
3: seriously think like if if they want explosive plays on the ground, like it may be time to start working him in a little bit more. I get that he's been bad in pass protection. And that's a huge part of it. They they pass the ball a lot, and they did last year. Uh, they yeah. weren't necess- They were just more efficient when they did run the ball. But their pass rate isn't extremely different this time around. Um, but yeah, I, I do wonder if if they keep losing games and if they're frustrated with the backfield and can't quite find a formula that works with the three that they have active. Hey, you sign this guy. I mean. <laughs> you gave him a contract like why not let him let him try it a little bit I'm I'm not predicting it I guess to
1: replace you would hope that his role is to replace Sanders I guess but I mean he's
3: got a you'd hope that he works in somehow I don't think he has to fully replace Sanders and rush for 1200 yards I mean he's he's injury prone he's he's never had that type of production but He's healthy now. I'd assume.
1: Maybe, maybe <laughs> they're just not, say, maybe maybe they're just like you know we don't want him to get hurt, so they're saving him for the playoffs.
3: I think maybe maybe I think it could be. I don't know. I just that's why they're not needs running is him like, at all. <laughs> <laughs> I could just see him being active one week. They give him one carry. Okay, it's eight yards. They give him another. He sifts the inside zone and finds a cutback in a way maybe Swift wouldn't. Okay, it's. That's six yards, and the game ends, and all of a sudden, it's like, okay, so the swift carries went pretty well. Let's work him in a little bit more. And then by the Super Bowl, he's the MVP.
1: <laughs> he's the MVP. Stats on the so season, true, five
2: man.
3: rushes, 17 yards for Rashad Penny, folks. The, the, what's the DVOA? Sample size, don't get me wrong. But, um, the fact that the sample I can't size make any that- judgments on a five- carries for 17 yards is a good season until i they're they're
2: giving boston scott more looks than rashad i just think it's
3: bad i i I question sirianni there i i think usually i would say a player is on the bench for a reason and the coaches know more than we do but in this case i i know what i've seen (laughs) so i i just wonder if i
2: i i i I agree you know and sanders was a really great home run hitter uh, for them last year. I, I think that's that's more his game. And, and when things finally came together last season and so everything was working, I mean, he had a fantastic season. They haven't replaced that. And the problem 100% is like, it's not like they're going with Swift because they thought that was their guy. It's like, dude, I I, I, I believe in Penny to to a certain extent. But um, outside of that, it's Kenneth Gainwell, who I'm not high on whatsoever. And then, yeah, it's Boston Scott. Um I I, I do think they needed to be more aggressive or maybe just better adding running backs last off season. And it's killing them that they they weren't and they didn't.
3: Yeah. Deandre Swift is a guy, you know, he's, he's worked behind the greatest offensive lines that he could possibly work behind. And I don't know. I, I I think that it's at this point in his career, like this is his best shot to really make an impact. And he did early in the year, obviously like 150 yards, but, Two tw- two weeks in a row, something like that. But teams have had time to kind of lock in with their run fits. Minnesota certainly has, and I, I just don't think those kinds of open areas are available playing December football. I, you just got it's it's tougher sledding, and he hasn't really stepped up. I feel like so, yeah. Brian Johnson is not as talented as Steichen, but at the end of the day, like, and and the other thing is their wide receiver three is not good. I mean, it's Julio Jones a lot of the times, and there is yeah. a pick and Julian Love made a great play on it, but that's a ball that should be thrown, in my opinion, that, that long pick. It was one-on-one with the safety, and it probably could have been put a little bit farther out in front, but, you know, the, the safety is the one who made the play on it in kind of a 50-50 situation, and Quez Watkins and Zacchaeus and Julio Jones, like, that third option in the receiving game isn't really there, and it it's because they couldn't I mean, make the any moves, really. like to,
1: The third option is supposed to be Goddard, right? And even, right. And even so, like... They didn't have this problem last year of like not having enough receiving options. Like it was AJ Brown because they got Smith. so
3: much man. I feel like you know, like the, <laughs> if it, you get man coverage, AJ Brown and Devontae Smith are winning. I like. I think yeah. that's the central problem to everything that the Eagles are facing this year. Is just they got a lot of man last year. Teams got torched, and this year they're playing more zone, and it's just harder for them. And and I think yeah. that's like there's a lot of little reasons too. And there's a lot of reasons why Steichen is, is better than Brian Johnson. But I, I think like in a macro level, that's the most pressing issue is defenses are playing them differently and they didn't have huh. the opportunity this offseason to make the roster better because it was pretty much maxed out last year. So well, it's just I, tough, I, I you know, it,
2: it's tough yeah. to
3: take a team that goes to the Super Bowl and,
2: and make them better. Cause you're already paying so many guys and then they had picks and I, I, didn't think they did an overall bad job this off season, but it's like both your coordinators leave who are both right. really good. Well, odds are, you know, it can only go down from there. I will say this. I, I just uh, added it up last three games, last three losses. Deandre Swift 39 total touchdown uh, touches on touchdowns touchdown. touches. Wow.
1: 134
3: <laughs> yards. That's 3.4 yards a touch over the last three games not great it's not good it's not good i I was uh, just a much bigger factor in their offense last year and yeah that's my overall point like people point the finger at hurts people point the finger at aj brown i think that hurts deserves some flack for not maybe taking another step but man like the backs and and the running game that's where the real fall off has happened and against zone coverage this year versus last it's, it's the same numbers, 0.04 EPA per play, 12th in the league last year and this you, year.
1: Theo, do you have any data on, like, I, I, I should just pull up his time to throw, but I'm, I wonder how frequently we see Hurts just do, like, top of your drop, rip the ball. It's like,
3: not much this year, and, and, and it's something that the Bengals faced in 2021, you know, that Burrow and Chase, they weren't proven teams played man against them and that was the go ball year it seemed like each and every week that that pass was getting completed for Cincinnati right and the next year it was a lot more zone and Burrow started getting the ball out of his hands crazy quick and settling for the underneath stuff more and it wasn't so explosive like 20 yards past the numbers and it was fine for the Bengals because Burrow I think took another step in with Hurts you know, in 2022, it was the same deal. It was a go ball and slant type of offense. Those are man coverage beaters. This year, people wonder, like, where are all the go balls? Where are all the slants? It's like, you can't run them against zone as easily, guys. And yeah. they're not they're not getting the same looks. Only, so it, it only can't be.
1: two quarterbacks this year have a longer time to throw than Jalen Hurts. His time to throw is average 3.16 seconds. Only Lamar Jackson and Justin Fields hold the ball longer but Lamar has some of the best pocket presence in football. So yeah. It's kind of better than Hurts it. is for sure. Yeah.
3: Yeah. I, I think that the, all those things, and that's not even really talking about the defense where I think the issues are a bit more obvious, you know, the linebackers are terrible. Yeah. Uh, and, <laughs> you know, they play middle field, the clo- they play middle of the field closed and the middle of the field doesn't get closed. <laughs> that's, I think that's their, their main issues out there, over there. So, yeah but the Seahawks also played in this game. Drew Locke collected a hey. win. And I do want to give their defense a lot of credit because that looked more like what I expected their defense to look like. Uh, Leonard Williams had a good game. He did have a very nice oh, game. He did yes. have a very nice game. You know, uh, Boye Mafé was was disruptive. Uh, Jordan Brooks, I thought, played pretty excellent. Uh, Julian Love obviously came up huge, you know, even without... Uh, Witherspoon out there, their depth that corner shine through. Artie Burns came in and kind of provided a spark. And, and uh, yeah, I, I thought it was um, a game where they actually played up to their talent levels. So I don't know what they said in, in practice this week. It's the same guys. Bit, but, <laughs> uh, but, yeah, they, they did a good job. And Drew Locke, he, he gives you just enough, man. He's people... Go watch the Chargers game that Jerry Judy sold him on a couple years ago when he was with the Broncos. His wide receivers were so unreliable. You know, he's he's kind of a questionable decision maker and they kind of kept him, I felt like, reined in, especially in the first half. It was a lot of stuff underneath. But when he needed to take that shot, he, he threw a pill like he said he would. So Shout out it was G-Lock. a little
1: over. JSN made a hell of a catch. That is, That's oh like, my god, that was a the good throw. It was a good throw. I mean, put it out in front of him, but dog. JSN. said, like that. It is, was a great catch. That could not have been. He like if he reaches for that any other way, it's incomplete.
3: I th- I, I think Locke put it in a good spot too. I saw he I did. saw the screenshot of of <laughs> JSN's catch and JSN, how much by the, like, by the fingertips it was, tips. but. <laughs> That was a pretty good ball placement from Locke as well. I don't think that was... It would, have, it
1: would have been tough to have placed it, it much throw. better. Like, for, for a backup, you you can't ask much more. can't ask much more from them.
3: I'm definitely not out on the Seahawks in the playoffs. I, I ran the playoff simulator. ESPN yeah. has their little machine. And by the end of it, I had the Seahawks in there. It's it's Titans, Steelers, Cardinals, the rest of the way for them. If, if mm. they can end this on a four game winning streak and get to those how many definitely wins Definitely have gimmies. right now
1: those are all tough Steelers,
3: games. what Steelers Titans and Steelers. Cardinals hey, what do you Titan- want the schedule to be
1: I know, I'm not saying they're not gimmies the Titans though. just like, lost tit- to
3: Case Keenum bro dog Didn't those are Titans that's also- as close to gimmies <laughs> as you can get I, I mean there are no gimmies in the league but come on you know, one five hundred team Cardinals that has Steelers. not been good recently. I mean, what
2: what, 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 what is know, the seating no. there? It's like what a ten seed, yeah. a fourteen seed, and a, a fifteen seed.
1: They're not they're gimme's, man. Well, no. what, <laughs> I, mean, I, have, I have to I'm agree. With saying, it's an easy here. schedule. What <laughs>
2: are gimmies I mean, it, it it can't be Panthers, <laughs> Panthers, Panthers, Panthers. So it's
1: <laughs> right. The Panthers would be a gimme. I think. <laughs> Um, I don't know. It's just like the Titans <laughs> beat the Titans I mean, beat the, titans the Dolphins. The Titans out. beat the Dolphins. Yeah, they lost to Casey, but I, they beat the
3: Dolphins. I, I, I see. I get what you mean that they're not gimmies, but like no like game. The Steelers is a have a
1: good defense. Them. Like the Steelers have TJ Watt. And
3: Look, you're right. It, they're not. It, they're not. G- they're 70, 30 games for the for the Titans. Each and every one of them. So they or not the Titans the the, 49ers. For the Seahawks so, I, I think that this could be a, this was an absolutely gotta have it win for them. And, and they came through. I, I think the Eagles can bounce back from this. I think the Seahawks can bounce back from this. I, I, I still think this was a match between two good teams more than the Eagles just completely choking a bizarre one. It was a, it was a close yes. one against a, a team that
1: still has a lot of talent. The Eagles do have like, now we want to talk about gimmies. The Eagles go Giants, Cardinals, Giants. That's that. That's pretty good. That should be pretty free.
3: That those are. That is a <laughs> gimme compared to the Seahawks. I'll give
1: you that. So they if they can't get right in that it they drop they drop this game to the Giants, then I'm a little worried.
3: Oh, it um, te- definitely <laughs> raise in a lot of alarms if they lose to Devito. Um, <laughs> but the Packers did so. Who knows?
1: Yeah, Eagles who are knows? better than the Packers. You know, it's
2: actually a genius play from the Eagles. I mean. Maybe they felt like, you know, the one seed, it, it ain't going to happen. 49ers are too good. They're going to keep winning. We're going to be the wild card team. We're going to let the Cowboys win the division, and we're going to get our NFC South matchup as, as the five seed wild card. They're going to get Baker
0: Mayfield. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed, also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble.
1: Make Little Caesars the official pizza sponsor of the NFL part of your game day order online during our pizza pizza pregame one hour before and three hours after NFL kickoffs plus all day Sunday and get ready for some football and some fun choose your favorite Little Caesars pizza or pick the toppings you crave either way you win. And speaking of winning, everyone scores with convenient delivery or our in-store pizza portal pickup. So grab some friends and enjoy a few slices during the game.
3: Speaking of though, <laughs> Baker, from my experience, is the most dangerous quarterback in the league, considering he put up about 400 yards on my on my Packers somehow. And I do want to talk about that for a second. I, I thought what Baker happened? played a really good I thought Baker played a good game. Um, he took some bad sacks, though. That, but when he actually got a throw-off, like he was very accurate, aggressive, um, made some amazing throws versus zone. And just as far as the Packers' defense goes, I mean, it's it, it felt like kind of a death knell. The Jordan Love era is off to, I think, a good start. Not a perfect start, but like he played pretty well in this game, and he's been playing pretty well for the last couple weeks, Uh, even with the Giants game thrown in there. I'm I'm happy with his body of work so far in the second half of the season. And the offense kept making plays, but every time they gave the ball back to Tampa Bay, it was just Baker dropped back and threw it to Godwin, and it was rough. I don't know if you guys watched this one at all, but they played split field, and there was like you know, a box or and a triangle on different sides or a triangle and a triangle. And Baker would just throw it in the middle of that. It it wasn't tight. There were a, a couple communication issues where they didn't have their numbers right. Like there was a play where it was four to one side and just one on the other. That one was Mike Evans. And there were three people paying attention to him. And there were three people paying attention to the four wide receiver side. Not good. Zone <laughs> <Someone> was wide <laughs> open for a touchdown, right? So, yeah. it, it just in terms of the communication of just getting like the numbers to the correct side of the field, they, they'd be in trips, and Godwin in the slot, and like Campbell would be on him, and I, I, there would be no backside help, like on the other side paying attention. It, it was all bad from a communication standpoint, and schematically, I, I think it's kind of the same as Brandon Staley where it's like okay you can ooh two high safeties put a roof on everything like oh it's a, it's a different coverage look on on you know both sides like oh but at the end of the day if there's open space there's open space and there's just so much open space when the packers play zone they they're not good at it so that's that's on Joe Barry to get it and understand it like i think they've got enough talent to play more man um, and they don't. Maybe I'm wrong, but it's it's all it's all disappointing. Yeah, yeah, I, I can't
2: disagree. And I, I mean, they obviously kind of choked down the stretch against the Giants too. I didn't catch a lot of this game, so I don't have any grand comments about it. But yeah, letting
3: up 400 yeah, yards I, to to anybody, not good. Here's what you'll see: you you literally the entire game is the bucks spread out and the Packers play zone and it's just too much space for them to defend if they're not on their shit. Like that's, that's literally all it is, is, is blown zone coverages and guys not getting to the right side or not feeling routes out. Well, like it looks like they had no idea what was about to happen to them, like on any particular play, you know, cover two, there's going to be a, a linebacker as the hook player, the boundary corner as the outside player and the safety up top. And like Godwin was in the slot and that was just him on Devondre Campbell, the whole game. And <laughs> they never adjusted like at any point. So it was, it was pretty bad, but I just wanted to get that whole rant off. And I wanted to give Baker a little bit of credit. Cause I do think that he played a uh, played well and the offensive line played well. He got, he got time that that turnaround for them from where they were last year has been, Absolutely massive. And it's definitely, without a doubt, the biggest reason that they are in the position that they're in at the top of the division is their line really locked in from last year to this year. I think.
1: It breaks my heart seeing Baker perform well in a different city.
2: No. Oh, I thought you, I didn't know if you were going to give the in the in a different city addition to that take. And you're just going to be
1: mad he was playing good. No, I'm not mad that he's playing well. Wow, happy for him. Just wish it was in Shout the land, him, I suppose.
2: <laughs> we want to talk a little bit about Falcons Panthers then
1: the college football playoffs are set. So what could be a better holiday gift than getting someone tickets to see their favorite college football team play for the national title or a chance at the national title, or maybe just in a new Year's six bowl game or in any bowl game. It really couldn't get much better than that. And it really couldn't get much easier with game time. Because with game time, you can get the best prices on last-minute tickets for really any event. It doesn't necessarily have to be football or college football or any sport. It could be music. It could be comedy. It could be anything. I'm on the game time app right now. They've got Doja Cat. They've got um, all types of local bands, even. Some that I haven't even heard of. But maybe I'll go see them because I can get cheap tickets. you know, at any time, last minute deals. So make sure you head on over to gametime.co or use the gametime app and use the code BladenK to get, you know, you're already getting the best deal. And now you can use this code and get $20 off. It really doesn't get any better or easier. You can even see like pictures of where your seat's going to be. Gametime really does have it all. They make it so easy and they give you the best prices. And if you use the code BladenK, you can get 20 dollars off your purchase so head on over to gametime.co or use the gametime app today
3: yes i just wanted to rant about my favorite team matt how about yeah,
1: you, <laughs> i want to you, you hear get, your you, react <laughs> your
3: instant reaction or not instant but uh matt, your reaction were you one to of the, the four,
1: were you one of the four or five fans at this game i was i was not i
3: will be one of the
2: four or five hornets fans at, at pacers <laughs> hornets tonight let's hey. go we're, we're tuning in to watch Terry Rozier become fifth all-time leading scorer in Hornets history. He's a great player. If you are a contender. You do want to send over multiple first-round picks for him. <laughs> Fellas, tap out. I don't know. I mean, like, I don't have any huge, huge takeaways from this game Um, in terms of, like, Panthers. Like, I didn't think it was some grand, grand experience. I thought Bryce played... Well, the final drive was pretty good. Uh, but but again, it just comes down to the, the offense around him is just so limited. But at least he had a couple of plays. He particularly had one run where he got out and did a really good job of using his legs. And that's really what I want to see more of. You know, I, I know he's going to take some sacks. I know it's going to be tough because the receivers just stink, man. <laughs> I mean, they're, they're, they're worse than what the Chiefs have, like significantly. I oh, think. yeah. I mean, it's it's like. I mean, the Chiefs did, have
3: Travis Kelsey factoring into their... I mean, okay, obviously you're not talking even about the factoring in here, Travis Kelsey.
2: I think I think it's significantly worse what the Panthers are. Working it's with wor- it's worse. It's
3: worse, and then replace Travis Kelsey with tr- Tommy Trimble. And right, like and that's it don't how bad.
1: disrespect. <laughs> don't disrespect Tommy Trumbull Like, that. you know it, why?
2: Like, <laughs> the one Notre Dame tight end who doesn't who doesn't turn out. I mean, it's. So I'm happy with that, but I I guess I'm not out on Bryce Young. I really just want to see him get some receivers. And I hope the Panthers are just, there's so many this year. Just go be aggressive about it and screw, screw like genuine, like, oh, we have to be smart, you know, team building. Like, just just try to plug as many holes as you can on offense and see if you can make it. It's a move that has
3: it's a move that's worked every time like dj moore like trading for him didn't completely turn the bears around but you can't say that he hasn't been a good addition and think about how it would look without him this year like oh my god Ugh. aj brown and we talked yeah, about yeah, it all yeah. last year <laughs> right. we, we all know actually the guys i can
2: think it. of what an offense losing dj moore with a young <laughs> <True>.
3: unproven quarterback <laughs> may look like i
2: have some You're right. you insight have a, into that
3: if Dude, the Bears didn't have DJ Moore, they would have the worst receiving core in the league. Uh, yeah, it's just, it's, it's, so it's,
2: it's just, and I, you know, like I, I'm down to like try to trade Brian Burns and spend whatever you get on that on more offensive talent. You know, I, 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 I just, we didn't invest all of this for the sake of, of not giving him a real team, but he, you know, he he did get the win today, nine points, but he got the win. Uh, as far no as the Falcons go. But- I'm or as far as, as the other side of the ball goes, I'm very proud of the run defense and it's you know doing its its absolute best and Derek Brown is such a beast. A uh, very yeah. a very, very popular take in in Charlotte, Carolina circles is that trade anybody but Derek Brown. That's our guy. Pay him whatever he, he needs good. to be paid. Do not do this Brian Burns crap with him. He's he's our best player. Uh so for them to be able to stand up when their run defense has been and and here's the here's the crazy part. Panthers run defense. I don't know if this is true after last week, but it's like the worst in the NFL still, even with them. (laughs) And it's just horrifying. And this is exactly what I called out happening when they signed a bunch of like well below replacement level players to try to fill out the defense. It's like okay, well, that's not going to work. You know, Shy Tuttle is not going to move mountains here.
3: Um,
1: no. no,
2: but they—they. They, yeah, I thought you they t- I a saw your two gross job.
3: matos get, uh, get erased by. Yeah, I, I mean, game. it's
2: it's 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 rough and. Um, you know they, they still easily could have lost this game. Unfortunately, it came down to a very bad Ritter interception, a very bad, <laughs> a Ritter very interception. bad one,
3: a very very bad. And one. And I know
2: it was pouring rain, and and
3: I, I know that probably I, I couldn't a lot quite of this even come, tell. I, I couldn't no tell what he was, he was looking for. at. I have no it, idea. There was Drake London open, so you would think that he was throwing it to London, but it went so far away from London. Maybe it slipped out in the rain, but. It was going so far away from him and towards Pitts that I almost thought it was a pass towards Kyle Pitts, who was kind of blanketed on that one. I, I have no idea what that play was supposed to be from Desmond Ritter. They asked Arthur Smith about it after the game, and he said he was trying to make a play. So <laughs> it's not I mean, Arthur's
2: Arthur Smith, uh, least valuable press conference player of the year. <laughs> um and I, I know that probably the reality of why they won this game is because the Falcons were so scared to pass it because of the rain and because of maybe yes. who was at quarterback and because they could just totally key in on, on the run game and it just like it was just a bad set of circumstances. But um I'm I'm at least I'm at least a little happy with the win, you know. We're in fighting yeah. range of not you gotta, giving you up. Be a little we're happy. in fighting range of not giving up the number one overall pick. Now that would mean, it would mean a lot to me if there were, they could find some way to get down to three and just give up, you know, Marvin Harris. Yeah. Whatever. Sucks anyway, <laughs> but yeah, at least you all they you're not would up give up camp, but, but is the greatest reality. Panthers don't give up hall of fame quarterback. And instead they pair Ohio state receiver with Ohio state quarterback. It still can happen. That still would be
3: on the board. Um, but I guess I don't have any crazy, crazy takeaways other than I don't either. It was, a, it was a slop fest in the rain. I, I thought Arthur Smith, it was a bad look for him. How scared he played. Um, Cause he was, he was scared of, of Derek Brown to it as much as he was scared of the rain. They didn't have Chris Lindstrom out there. So it was a big mismatch. Um, and, and Burns was often aligned to that same side. So it was a lot of runs to the left and then, Carolina would just blitz their safety that way. <laughs> so on one side you would have Brown and Burns on the other side, you'd have the blitz and then maybe you could beat them through the air. I guess we'll never know because they didn't really try. So that, that was the the story of this one. And those are the kinds of factors it takes for the Carolina Panthers to win a football game. It, it feels like uh, they need a little bit of extra help or, or something, you know, cosmically happening to, to force the okay, Falcons yeah, hand a little yeah. bit, but, I thought that was a story. I, I think <laughs> has delivered our. I, I think Panthers that Arthur win. Smith. I think that Arthur Smith deserves a chance to to finish out the season. The the Falcons aren't completely out of it yet. Although this two game losing streak after beating the Saints has been absolutely brutal, and and if they miss the playoffs, I'm good with firing him. I I just think his offense is kind of low ceiling, and uh, I I think coaching scared is what he's done for a lot of his this offense season, so. was nice for like. Kind of for a year and it's like being kind of like a
2: feisty little team that was supposed to be like you know there was a time where the falcons are supposed to be one of the worst teams in the nfl and they weren't and they won seven games and yeah, that was great definitely but, mm-hmm. uh, i agree the offense is low ceiling and that's crazy because they have so many high level playmakers they have yeah, so many guys I, who should be generating tons of explosives and i know a lot of that falls on 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 ritter's shoulders who he just has not lived know, overall, up to the uh to the hype <laughs> from us overall what it, it's come down to with him really is that he just cannot handle pressure well enough he just it's it's way off of where an nfl starter should be and he takes so many sacks he's good usually in structure when he gets the ball out of his hands I think he's made some mistakes this year for sure, but it's it's been more good than bad. And he does have legs and like that 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 adds, you know, an element. But he,
1: he does have legs. You,
2: you drop the problem is is that they're they're an offense that so badly wants to, you know, stay on pace, stay ahead of the chains, grind it out. And then you have a quarterback where when you drop back, you're so prone to throwing that entirely off that it's made them, you know not just in this game, but in a lot of games, very scared to do anything in the passing game. And that's a real problem when you have, you know, Kyle Pitts and Drake London, who should be your big playmakers, you know, outside it's tough because outside of Arthur Smith and Desmond Ritter, I was thinking about this, you know, yeah, the receiver depth isn't good, but it's a very well-built offense. It's got the top options. One, two, three, the offensive line isn't perfect, but it's definitely, definitely more good than bad. You know, mm-hmm. this This should be an elite unit. And if you felt like you got a coach you could, you could who, who could really dial some stuff up and change some things around, you got a quarterback, you trust this offseason. There's no reason why the Falcons couldn't be a very, very,
3: very good offense next year. Yeah, I, I think I disagree with a little bit about the well-built thing. I, I think that they are better built than what they have been. But when I watched the get the game against the, the Falcons or against the Panthers, you know, one thought I kept having was, you know, the offensive line should be a lot better than this. If they're going to be of this critical importance, like if they're going to run it more than everybody else in the league, the line has to be a bunch of superhumans and, and Chris Lindstrom being out really, really like really hurts. He's their best guy, but you know, runs to the left, they're getting beat by Nick Thurman uh, at center and and Bergeron's a rookie. So maybe he can turn it on, but McGarry and and, and Jake Matthews have maybe been a bit disappointing. Like a lot of the times the, the Panthers were able to set a good edge on them in this game. Like the offensive linemen are really the playmakers of this offense. Like they get the most opportunities to like kind of flex compared to, you know, other offensive lines across the league. And then you're running it so much that every time you do pass, it should be incredibly efficient with London and Pitts. I think, I think that's why I invest such a high pick in them is like, okay, when we do pass, it's going to pick up you know, 15 yards every time now with these top 10 weapons. Uh, and, and they're good, but there's not a lot of speed, I feel like. That, that's something we've talked about with the Panthers and, and the Chargers. But it does affect the, the Falcons as well, as good as their weapons are. Pitts is a tight end, uh, a very fast tight end, but still a tight end. And London is a slow wide receiver. And like, who is that guy? He's to, quick though. You know,
1: he's quick though.
3: He's definitely quick. I love Drake London. I absolutely love Drake London. And I love Kyle Pitts. But there's that element of like take the top off, or you know, when mm-hmm. you run play action and someone's got like a, you know, a, a post corner or something like that. Like they, they don't have someone who clears that out super super fast and they could use something like that so i, I think upgrades to the offensive line and the receiver room uh, still do need but i don't be. think i see i don't think they're major upgrades i don't think it's anything like
2: crazy i mean yeah i i agree if if they want to just be this ridiculous run heavy team the offensive line has to be a bunch of superhumans but how about in you know an offense that doesn't necessarily want to do that true you yeah. know it, i i think it's still overall a good unit and while i agree it's like They absolutely need some receivers outside of Drake London. If you were taking over that offense, you know, these, these are very fixable things. It's not, they have the stars in place and they have an above average offensive line there. How many teams can say that? Not many. So I I think it's still, you know, in a year's time could become a great unit. Again, it comes down to quarterback. That's the big one. You don't have that. So maybe it's not well built, but I, I think there's a lot of talent on that offense not just at the skill position group, but there's a lot of talent on that offense. And if you make one or two key
1: moves, it it, it could be next level. It could be really great. And Bijan's kind of your speed element, too, in the receiving game.
3: Not really. I mean, I'm talking about down the field.
1: Oh, yeah, I guess.
3: He's not running. He's not taking the top off. Like, the safeties aren't worried (laughs) about him.
1: Yeah, that's fair.
3: They've got a bunch of good, like, options in the intermediate. They've got the best intermediate and short, like options that you could possibly want and drake london is good down the field even if he's not creating a ton of separation because he's so good in contested catch situations so he's got he's got that element a little bit like as a as a three level Mm -hmm. scorer in the wide receiver room but yeah it's it's rough and i think um yeah it it should be a lot better than it is and it it could be soon but it's not now and we'll see if that costs arthur smith his job i I think that i I could understand it I, i do think that he's like you said on the live stream, Matt, he made the sandwich. You know, he he's the one who <laughs> put a lot of faith in Desmond Ritter, and that was kind of his guy. But
1: he want to talk about some NBA sandwich. <laughs> yes.
2: Yeah, we can talk a little, so about a little bit
1: of the NBA. Who's our uh, who's our Under Armour NBA game changer of the week this time? Going with a team. It's got it. A... Oh, okay. You're going oh, with a team. No, okay. 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 Look, I, I could I say think John it... Morant.
2: I'm that's assuming what that's what you sense. want me to say. Okay. Um, and Ja had, you know, a fantastic game, a fantastic second half. You know, all the crap about him, you know, is he a winning player? And Which some people are like, well, people are really making up narratives that didn't exist. Nope, you're wrong. When I tweeted this out, I was like, you know, people were saying that. It's like, that's obviously not true. Oh, that, 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 nobody, Nobody ever said that. Yes, they did. Yes, they did. It just seems so ridiculous now that you forget that people were saying that the last year when the Grizzlies were better without him, their record was better. It's like, oh, John Moran, blah, blah, blah. No, no. Uh, you know, he's one of the best point of attack. Just go and create me something, you know, creation advantage, guys, that there is. His first game back, 34 points, 35 points. I do want was. to talk a bit about John. Ja. at the end. We'll go for it then. He was awesome.
3: I just, I mean, we all know how awesome it was, and I wasn't watching intently enough to tell you exactly how he was attacking certain basketball coverages I don't know enough about basketball coverages to even know that but what I do know is that the guy just he's he's got to be the most coordinated like elastic player in the league like when he's coming downhill to be as control as he is 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 nuts he hit someone with a a dribble move a crossover at the top of the three-point arc drove like with a crazy forward lean like almost falling forward like he's going downhill like that and then just flicks it up for like an alley-oop I don't know how you can be in that mode where it's like I got eyes on the basket basket. I'm crossing a guy up and driving, but also like I'm, I'm looking to create and I can make a move with that kind of touch at the exact same time. And just yeah. He, yeah, his ridiculous absolutely. finishes. Like I, I, just, I don't know how his, his hand eye coordination through contact is as good as it is. And I think it's something you see, it just, it's what makes you a great athlete, I think. In any sport, is when you can ignore the defense, and you can ignore contact, and you can ignore what's being it's, thrown it's at you, bo- and like just kind body of play control, your
2: having ridiculous body control. That's really what 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 separates. I 100 percent agree, and and that, that's the thing about jots ja, Like everybody knows that he's super athletic, and maybe sometimes people think it's just as simple as well. He's so athletic he can just beat guys off the dribble, and, and that's great. But there's plenty of athletic guys. Who yeah, that, so is Jaden Ivy. Doing right. What Ja is doing, who are not the passer that Ja is, who are not you know as creative as Ja is, who cannot get to the rim as in, in as many ways as Ja can, uh, and who are not as strong as finishers, because he's just he's just ridiculous around the rim. I mean, okay, for instance, you see a guy like Scoot Henderson not trying to hate on him at all. He's super young, tough, you know, tough position to be in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Super what whatever. The reason why he struggles even though he is a great passer and he can beat guys off the dribble is that he does not have you know the supporting skill set that like a morant does around them at this moment and that's what he's got to develop right so it, it, it is more complicated than that deserves a lot of credit jaw's a great player i don't know if the grizzlies are going to fight their way back into the playoffs it's gonna be tough in the west and they're still 12 games it's fine in the west under 500 okay they're you know, right they're fine in the west um and they're going to the finals i'm
1: sure
3: he, he proved that the team is not uh, better without him, even though that's a, a, an agenda. <laughs> that was such a funny. <laughs> I very whole wholeheartedly pushed in the past with not a hint of irony. Well, you he know, what people wrong. will
2: say is, well, the team's not as good as it was last year. And like, yeah, that's true, obviously.
3: But what is going to happen
2: is that this year the team was really bad without him. And I think they're going to be pretty solid with him. And that enough is going to be. Yeah. You know, proof of concept and also just just having a guy who you have to lock in on defense and, and change how you're defending the team on the court it just does make you better I don't care what the advanced stats say I don't care if last year they had a really well-built team and oh they you know Tyus Jones was great coming in and support and they ended up winning more games without him I, I I'm sorry I, I just won't buy it I you just watch it and you know what you're seeing
3: yeah, I, I think that there, to some extent, has always been the mentality of like, oh, Jaw is out, we're going to lock it. And they had a bunch of good role players before, but their ceiling was always cooked without Jaw. you know, like they could win some games. But w- were they going on a finals run without a guy like that? No. And I, I think that's where, yes, the record in the past has been better without him, but they're not actually more dangerous. You know, it's just they, they were their role players were good, you know, in those games. Mm-hmm. And, and this year, they're not as good. So my flight boards in about 20 minutes here starts too. So right. let's let's so zoom good. through the stay hot locks. They're presented by prize picks. We each draft basically a parlay. You guys know how it works at this point. Matt is winning. Bladen is second. I'm in last. So let's have it go. Yeah. Matt pick first. Bladen pick second. I pick third. And, and okay. <laughs> for my sake, <laughs> let's, clip along through this. So uh,
1: let's let's rip. Let's
3: Matt, once you've got it up, you're on the you're on the clock. Oh, I'm going
2: first. Oh man! Oh man! Oh man! Oh man! Um, I'm gonna take, um, gosh, how about the Eagles gosh. over the Giants? Right, that's a good one. That's not right. a bad pick. They're at probably all. not gonna lose that game. They'll probably find a way to boss up. Okay, I'm going there.
1: That's fair. I, with the second pick, will take. I will take the Bills over the Chargers.
3: (laughs) Not a bad one, uh, considering (laughs) how the Chargers looked last week. I will pick the Packers over the Panthers, even though the Packers have looked extremely mid lately. The Panthers are worse than mid. And I will take the... Oh, let's go with the... Chiefs over the the Raiders. There you go.
1: Okay. I can't hate that. With my second pick, I will take... Um, let's see. I don't love a whole lot of these. But, you know what? Give me the... Give me the Rams over the Saints. Sure,
3: <laughs> I I've, I've, I would love to hear your rationale, but not in this moment. Uh, as no, as my time is to it's get more down, just a gut so. feeling. How much of a lead do I have <laughs> no, on you, boy? Fair enough. Uh,
1: one. One. All right. Um,
2: I could go. Did we take Broncos over Patriots yet?
3: We yeah. have not yet. That's all you if you want it. All right, I'll take that. And then I right, will right. be
1: done. I will also be done.
3: I am just gonna do the perhaps common sense analytical move here. I'm challenging you, Blade and I'm gonna lock this the Saints over the Rams. Mm. Uh, not because I have a lot of belief in the Saints, but I need to make up ground and and two points for a game that I think is uh, up in the air. I'm going to do that, and then I'm going to be done. And that's all of us then.
1: Yeah, I probably should have taken the Broncos. (laughs) (laughs) We'll see. Oh, well, we will see. But that's all for another episode of Stay Hot. Thank you all so much for tuning in. Reminder, we will not be doing episodes on Christmas or on New Year's so don't be expecting those to come out but we will of course have our normal content in between um but until next time thank you all for tuning in have a very happy holidays whether you celebrate christmas or anything else and until next time we will catch you on the flippity flop.
4: mypatriotsupply.com